heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? First Immortal took the front at the 250 from Mr Waterville. Then came Sir Lucan, who's trying to get through. Magical Lagoon's kicking. First Immortal just in front. Sir Lucan's got the gap. Mr Waterville, a maid and more felons. What about this for a go? A maid! A maid in the middle's blown them out, beaten more felons. Sir Lucan in a photo. A great call there from Matty Hill with horses everywhere. He picked up a maid slicing through the middle. A great ride by Zach Spain. A great training performance by Philip Stokes and for OTI, another success uh, in a big spring race. And Terry Henderson joins us from OTI. Terry, congratulations yesterday. Thanks very much, Michael. Uh, Did you know where to look? When did you feel confident? Was it just about five metres out from the line that the old boy a maid was going to get up? Well, he was travelling so well back and Zach made a great move at the top of the straight to go inside rather than outside. And uh, you could see him running into the race without a lot of pressure being applied. And uh, and honestly, I didn't know where to look in that last 50 metres because uh, he got lost in that pack. He's been through a lot, hasn't he? Uh, and to think he, he's won a Geelong Cup at the age of 10 is quite remarkable. He has. He, he won as a three-year-old over in New York in the Belmont Derby on the turf. Uh, he had a tendon injury as a four-year-old and uh, some great work by uh, Dr. Andrew Custer, Ballarat and Matty Williams down at Warnable. You know, got him back into shape and then, you know, he went and miss again and and then uh, Phil took over a, a couple of years ago and uh, has done a remarkable job on his property at Garfield with him. And he's a quirky horse as well because we've seen his barrier um antics before where he he just stands there and he doesn't want to get out overly quickly but uh yesterday he was even though a little slow away he was quite well behaved well, he only lost by two the start by two lengths which is good for him yes. <laughs> so, so uh, but it's funny zach knew he wasn't going to jump because uh when jamie carr's horse on the outside went he knew then that the horse was <laughs> not interested in getting out the barriers so he, he did well to get him out, only losing two lengths. Uh, the the question after the race was, uh, will he press on to a Melbourne Cup? Because you've got to run there if you want, but you've decided to to not head to the race and, and look at, I suppose, a more winnable option? Yes, and I don't think, I'm not sure he'd get in anyway, even if he got a kilo penalty, which I doubt he would. But he, he um, I think uh, for a horse like this, uh, we've got to place him well for our owners, and I think the Queen Elizabeth's an ideal race for him. Um, so the Queen Elizabeth for him, but OTI is hopeful of being represented because uh, you've got uh, another good stayer trained with Philip Stokes, Dyche and Sweet Junior. And just having a look at um, the order of entry now, uh, he's pretty much already secured a run, hasn't he? Yeah, he's in. Um, and he's uh, he relishes two miles. He won the Adelaide Cup, ran third in the Sydney Cup, and he ran sixth last year. Uh, so, um, you know, he's a he's a... A legitimate chance over two miles, and uh, Adabaskin's in the Mooney Valley Cup tomorrow night, and hopefully, you know, he uh, can either run well enough to get a small penalty, or with the horses coming out of the cup, he still might gain their arm. It looks like with the attrition and the question marks on a number that he he may already sneak in uh, as well, Athabaskan, and he's a horse that's been racing really well for John O'Shea in Sydney, and. Um, if you want to take the form line through that Geelong Cup, he hit the line pretty much as well as uh, a few of the others who were fighting out the finish in the Geelong Cup last start in the Bart Cummings as well. 
yes, had no luck at all in the bar Cummings and uh, James McDonald said, look, his, this horse is flying. He said it was a non-event for him in the bar Cummings. So he said, just press on with whatever you've got in mind. So uh, we've decided to go via the Moody Valley Cup tomorrow night and uh, and hopefully find our way into the Cup from there. You know the European form better than most. Uh, you've done a lot of business over there. How strong do you see this year's Mer- uh, Melbourne Cup international contingent being? Uh, very, very strong. Um, you know, I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Gold Trip. He's just developed into a, a you know a, a really top class horse. Uh, but when it gets to two miles, it's a mix between the brilliance of a horse like Gold Trip versus the staying capacity of a horse like Verban. And I watched him win at uh, Ascot. And if it's a if it's a strongly run Melbourne Cup, I can't see them beating Verban. Really? Yeah. Um, is it? I suppose the the staying prowess these Europeans have, which uh, means that. It's going to be a while before we can get local horses that can actually compete with them, with the weights that they are coming here uh, after being lightly exposed in Europe? Uh, Well, as far as local horses go, I think you only have to look at the results, what's happening at TATS and what we're doing in Europe with all these Europeans coming through. And looking at the field yesterday, I think, you know, only one of the first 12 was a non... uh, Only one in the first 12 was an Australian horse in the Caulfield Cup yesterday, I think. The first uh, nine were all imports, or there may have been one uh, local horse. So, you know, I think um, our trainers and, uh, you know, owners are virtually uh, staying with European horses for races over the 2,000 metres. I think there's about 40% of horses out of that tat sale are going to be coming here to Australia, as you say. Um, Just an interesting headline I see in The Age today where you've, you've said if you have a... Uh, a horse in the finish of the Melbourne Cup and there's a whip breach, you're not going to hesitate. You're going to lodge a protest. So what's no, your... No, that's not quite right. I, what I said is if it's a very close finish and the difference... And we think that the difference between the win and the loss would be the way the whip was used. We would certainly protest, but we wouldn't do it willy-nilly. So would you say that you think that the Caulfield Cup result should have been altered because of the whip no. breach? No, that's not for me to say. But if I had have been an owner, I would have been very tempted to put a, a, a protest in for that race, yes. It's such a clouded situation, isn't it? Because we've seen that the stewards previously have said they find it hard to quantify what advantage excessive breaches of the whip um, result in. So it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation from a steward's point of view. Do you think it's untenable at the moment, the way it currently sits? Uh, well, I think the stewards do that with every protest, don't they? They've got to make a judgment with every protest whether the interference was sufficient to uh, uphold, a, uphold a protest. Uh, I'm, I'm, I fail to see how the whip is any different because, you know, stewards are very experienced in their role and, and do a great job, I believe. Uh, but they've got to make these judgment calls all the time. So I don't see them having to make a judgment call in regards to a whip considerably different to having to make a judgment call with how much uh, interference may have caused the horse to win or lose a race. So that's 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 their job. But I think until we really address um, the whip rule, if we want to if we want to have a rule in racing that uh, deters people from doing anything, in this case using a whip, well it's not much good having it you know half baked and not having it implementable. And we've already seen the stewards 
quite rightly, uphold a protest where there was a dead heat. So they're capable of doing it. It's, they've then got to make that judgment. And I know it's a very hard call, but they've got to make these hard calls all the time, the stewards. So you'd be comfortable if the result in the Melbourne Cup, if it was a very close finish, if it was a, a Bower-type finish, um, was altered with a whip breach? Yes. If it, if, it, if it was a whip breach that the stewards considered uh, gave the uh, winner an unfair advantage, um, then I think it is reasonable. If we want the if we want this rule to mean anything at all, uh, that it um, that it is upheld. What are your thoughts about the um, unfettered use of the whip in the last hundred metres? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm not a horseman sitting on a horse. I think that when we use the whip in Australia, and this is statistically accurate, we use it more often than they do in many other jurisdictions, particularly, say, France. Uh, so I think uh, the use of the whip, um, which the whip and the whip must be carried in the race, or the crop of some people would prefer to call it, is essential. But I think the way that uh, we use the whip in, a rule in Australia is shown to be more often than in many other jurisdictions, leading jurisdictions around the world. So in that sense, um, you know, it's up to the authorities to decide on what's right and what's wrong, not me. But in terms of the way racing is going to move forward, I think we've got to acknowledge that the way we use it now is not sustainable if we want to have any chance at all of maintaining general public support for our sport. Mm. Uh, Terry, always great to catch up Well done yesterday uh, with the win Good luck in your Melbourne Cup runners And uh, there's another nice little horse called Vivier That uh, caught the eye last week When do we get to see her next? Uh, in the Thousand Guineas yep. Yeah, we'll give her four weeks Good on you Good luck over Cup Week uh, Terry Henderson, the uh, winning owner there of the Geelong Cup Interesting comments, read the whip And we get a lot of SMSs on this every single day About what the whip quantifies excessive whip um, and whether there should be more protests that are placed by stewards or connections. Uh, it's a very tricky topic. We might try and get some clarification from the stewards once again just as to what their reasoning is as to how they quantify or find it difficult to quantify what excessive whip breaches equate to as far as a margin is concerned. Uh, but as we go to the nine o'clock news, uh, that was the Macca's Racing Moment of the Week. The 10-year-old, a maid, winning the Geelong Cup. You can get your new McCrispy, the next big thing. Try it today. It's Macca's available after 10.30.